You are listening to Holy Words from Holy Cross, the sermon podcast of Holy Cross Evangelical Lutheran Church in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. We hope you find these words a blessing in your daily walk with God. Please visit us on the web at www.holycrossnazareth.org or in person at 696 Johnson Road, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Don't be all else to me, save that Will you join me for a word of prayer? Gracious Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for such a beautiful day to gather and remember again the story of your triumph over sin, death, and the devil. Lord, we thank you that we have a whole season to remember this and rejoice in it. And we ask that that truth would take such a hold of it that it is the foundation of our lives every day, all the year round. Bless us now, Lord, as we reflect upon these wonderful stories of Scripture, the stories of our salvation. And we ask this in your precious name, for you live and you reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. So, when 1982 was rolling around, my father decided to start uh, his own business. For several years, he had been traveling constantly to try and keep us in the same house and not have to move us around. So, he traveled to Albany, New York. He traveled to Philadelphia. Um, But we lived near Hershey, Pennsylvania. So, that meant that he was almost never home. And he really wanted to, to see more of his three boys as they were growing up. So he started his own business. And for a couple years, he worked out of the house. And then he was trying to build it up so he could jump, jump out of the, the constant travel. And in 1982, he, he started going out to the Harrisburg flea market every weekend. And we would set up a stand out of the back of his van. And I was his helper. Now, I'd already been working for him from home It was an engraving business. We were making custom belt buckles for the Three Mile Island recovery team, for those of you who remember that accident. Um, And uh, when we got out to the flea market, he was expanding the business, doing more things, and people could stop by. So what happened was I was put in charge of setting up and minding the table in the back of the van so that he could do the engraving work on the inside. And um, my... What I got for the day was 10% of all the profits, if we had made any that day, and any extra that people chose to give. So let me tell you that my favorite phrase became, keep the change. (laughs) Because I was saving up for a bike. Now, if you know that area down near Harrisburg, it's very hilly. And the bike I had was one of those things that they sold in the 1970s. It was designed kind of to look like a Harley Davidson. It had a long banana seat and these big chopper style, uh, you know, handle grips that came up like this. And when you tried to turn them, you hat yourself in the face. Um, So I was saving for a Schwinn Deluxe Varsity. Um, that, and what made it a deluxe varsity was, was that when you shifted the gears on it, you didn't have to keep pedaling in order for that to happen, which meant that if you're going up a hill, it didn't go like this, and you didn't, didn't like rattle your teeth. Um, 
And it had 27-inch wheels, which meant you went further with each downstroke. And we lived in the middle of really hilly country, so this was a big deal. I'd been saving for it for a year and a half. Uh, and so I was just constantly trying to do what, what work a 10-year-old boy can do to grab a little of this and grab a little of that, do some lawn mowing, do, engrave some more belt buckles. So when people would say, keep the change, I saw that bike getting closer and closer, you know. And the hope kept me going. Um, today, in Scripture, we see Thomas, the Apostle, not concerned about keeping the change, but he's essentially saying, you know, show me the money. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. Because he's, been, he's feeling burned. He has given up a lot already. All the apostles' lives were changed by the teaching of Jesus, by the personality of Jesus. They'd already, all of them, sacrificed much even before we reached the week we call Holy Week, the week in which our Lord was crucified. I started in youth ministry in 1996, one of the, and um, my mentors were my in-laws, uh, who had done youth ministry back in the 1960s. One of the first books that my mother-in-law gave me was a book called, What Do We Do With All These Rotting Fish? Because it was thinking about Peter and Andrew and James and John, who just walked away from their nets. Mary Magdalene was changed when Jesus drove the demons out that were afflicting her. And she became one of the apostles that followed, and the, part of the entourage that followed along with Jesus, such that she was the first person privileged to tell somebody the good news of Jesus' resurrection, carrying that message to the apostles. Simon Zealot. The name Zealot doesn't come because he was so zealous for Jesus. The Zealots were a guerrilla warfare group trying to raise armed rebellion against the Romans. And he traded in his sword to follow one called the Prince of Peace. And even with the rest of the apostles except John himself, eventually die a martyr. Matthew, the tax collector, gave up the most lucrative job you could have in the Roman Empire and walked away from it in order to follow Jesus. All of these people were changed, and Thomas was no different. Thomas, we don't know a lot about his backstory. From the oral tradition, and from a very small extant document called the Acts of Thomas, we know he was some sort of builder, some sort of in construction. Maybe that's how he knew Jesus, maybe through his, his, his earthly guardian, Joseph. But... What we know is that earlier in this gospel, we see, John, we see Thomas reacting in the gospel of John, saying things like, oh, Jesus, he's going to Jerusalem to get himself killed. I guess we better go with him. And it's Thomas's question that inspires one of the most comforting passages of Holy Scripture that we, we have when Jesus says, where I'm going, you can't follow, even though you know the way. And Thomas says, but Lord, we don't know the way. And Jesus says to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. There's a reason why I've read that passage along with Psalm 23 at more funerals than I can count. We know Thomas was all in. But the events of the week where Jesus is crucified 
shatter his faith. Just put a wrecking ball right through the middle of it. Such that when this unexpected thing happens and the women tell the story and they think it's an idle tale and then Jesus appears to them behind locked doors and says, peace be with you and bestows on them the gift of the Holy Spirit in a very special way. When Thomas isn't present, despite the fact that everyone's telling the same story, he's like, nope. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. When I put my fingers in the nail marks, when I put my hand in the spear mark in his side, then I'll believe it. Show me the money. <laughs> well, when he's gathered with them later, just normal fellowship of friends among a, around a table, Jesus appears. And how does he greet Thomas's lack of faith? His unbelievingness, his questions about... Because he doesn't really say, I'll never believe. He says, I won't believe until I have this. Does our Lord give him a lecture? No, our Lord says, see, touch. I am who I am. This is all true. And while we are among those who have not seen and yet believe, and so Jesus says we are even more blessed than Thomas, the questions of faith that we have are greeted by our Lord in the same way. Last week at our, our late service, I preached a different service because we were very small. Uh, so I preached a different sermon than I did at the earlier services, and we were very small. I just shared my faith story. I came to faith in Jesus Christ because of the overwhelming evidence that he rose from the dead. This is the equivalent of touch and, and see. Michael and I were talking before service today about every time they try to disprove parts of the scripture, they keep digging up more stuff in Egypt and in the Holy Land, proving that it was all true. Thomas is changed by this resurrection truth as assuredly as I was as assuredly as all of the disciples were, such that instead of doubting, he says, my Lord and my God. This, this, is a, this is a statement of faith, a confession of faith that he's never before said. And it will bear fruit in his life. Again, this document called the Acts of Thomas, if it's, if it's even partly true, Thomas went when the disciples scattered from Jerusalem to carry that message out to the four corners of the earth. He didn't really want to go to India, but he had a dream where Jesus said go, and he, he did go. Such that he went to the far eastern coast of India carrying the message of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He faced down kings and with his witness converted them until finally one of them had had enough and had his guards spear him to death. If you go to that part of India today, you can still go and see his tomb. And when Marco Polo arrived in the 1200s, he found Christians in Malabar witnessing, worshipping, and making pilgrimages to the tomb of Thomas who had gone so far to bring them the message of eternal life in Jesus Christ. 
The resurrection truly is the truth that changes all of us. And while some people are afraid of what believing in Jesus, how that will change their life, and they say, no, you keep the change. When we keep the change, the change that the resurrection has made in our lives, the faith to which it has given birth, we can't predict how God will change us and how that will bless the people around us. In spring of 1982, despite my scrimping and saving for two years, or close to two years, I was only halfway to my new bike. $227, I still remember. <laughs> when my dad said to me, get in the van, we're going to the bike shop. And I said, Dad, I only have half the money. He said, you don't think I've seen you work for two years? I know you're good for it. <laughs> I know you'll earn it this summer. He said, but I'd like you to have that bike to enjoy. Not in October when you've earned the money, but now. And um, we went down to that little shop on Dairy Street and we bought my bike. And uh, first we stopped at the bank and I gave him what I'd saved. And uh, we went down there and I insisted on riding that bike home two and a half miles because there was a quarter of a mile hill. I'd never made it up on the other bike. But in first gear, <laughs> with a lot of sweat, I could make it to the top and I did. <laughs> and it's like that for us. When we keep the change when we stay the course through faith in Christ, we are assured by Holy Scripture that He who has begun a good work in us will bring it to completion by the day of the Lord. My dad made up the deficit in what I hadn't earned. And our Lord Jesus makes up the deficit not only what we could never earn, but in our paltry efforts to be obedient to be faithful, to be His hands and His feet in this world. And He can magnify our efforts beyond anything we could imagine so that He might be glorified and the people of this world blessed, beginning with ourselves. So let us keep the change this day and every day. Will you join me for a word of prayer? Blessed Lord Jesus, you have gone where we could never go. You have conquered what we could never conquer. And you offer all of that to us as a gift for trusting and following you. And more than that, you've promised to make a change in our characters, to let your, the fruit of your Spirit be born in us that we might learn how to truly love one another as you have loved. Bless us, Lord, to keep the faith, to keep the change that the good news of your resurrection makes in us this day and every day of our lives, growing ever more through you. 
We ask it in your name, for you have conquered sin, death, and the devil, and now you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art. Be thou my best thought in the day and the night. Waking or sleeping, thy presence my light.